It's lunchtime in Hawaii, so that means it must be time for Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. This is a show about food. My name is Mike. Thank you for tuning in. It's 6.30 Eastern Time, and we're going to talk today about Hawaiian food and culture and spam. Spam may not be the whole half-hour subject, but as much of it as we possibly can. And I'm joined today by Amy Stillman. Hi, Amy. Aloha, ahi, ahi, Welcome. And you are a U of M professor of American culture and music, correct? Indeedy do. And you're a lot of other things, too. Uh, yes, uh, I, I teach hula. I have a private hula academy, the Great Lakes Hula Academy. And I'm a, I produce, I've produced several CDs of traditional Hawaiian chant. And now I am a hakubele, a songwriter, uh, together with Daniel Ho. Uh, we worked on a project, and we had the incredible fortune to have a, the CD Ikena nominated for a Grammy Great. this year. And you're going to be going to the Grammys next month. Wouldn't miss it. Great. Now, what we just heard is a little bit of music that I would love to have for my alternative Pandora theme, actually. That is, uh, a tune was called... Kaimanahila. And the artists? Arkeoki Kahumoku and Herb Ota Jr. Could you tell me a little bit about them? Fabulous, fabulous people. They're both sons of very uh, well-respected, well-regarded musicians themselves. And they're both very active. I was just with them last month on the Big Island in a music camp where they were teaching people from the mainland and also local high school youth who were being pulled out of school for the week for for these intensive music instructions was fabulous and we ate well too oh great and eating is is a thrust of this show and that's something that i think we definitely need to make sure to talk about today now spam i think we should probably get right to spam because spam is actually a staple of hawaiian food is that correct yes as a matter of fact uh, hawaii has the highest consumption of spam in the nation and so uh two years ago i had the fortune to visit the Spam Museum in Austin, Minnesota. I'm uh, jealous. That I'm really jealous. Across the street from the Hormel factory. It was fabulous. Wow. And Hawaii has a prominent place in this Spam Museum. It's really kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> and there's at least three or four cookbooks out in Hawaii now about Spam. You know, things to do with Spam. So if you get bored, you there's there's options out there for what you can do with spam. Now, did spam pretty much? Uh, when did the craze for spam, or actually more than a craze? I mean, it's, I guess it started as a craze in Hawaii and became a, a, a major cultural thing in Hawaii. When did that start? It, a lot of people pinpointed to World War II and the mm-hmm. uh, you know the um, the what, what was it? Honolulu was under martial law during World War II after the attacks on Pearl Harbor. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, canned goods, among canned goods, Spam was cheap, affordable, and tasty. Mm -hmm. And probably preserved very well. Uh, Yeah, it never spoils. (laughs) (laughs) Got a lot of salt, I think. uh... Uh, Right, right. And that's one of the things that makes it so versatile. You can eat it with poi, you can eat it with bread, you can eat it with rice. Um, It goes with anything. And you were talking about a dish called Spam Musubi, is that correct? Spam Musubi. It's the latest, well, it's not the latest, not anymore, uh-huh. but it, 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 it's actually an invention of about 1980, where Musubi is a traditional way of making, it's kind of sushi-like, where you take a ball of rice 
and then you can either put something tasty, a tasty little surprise inside, mm. or you can wrap a tasty surprise around on the outside. So ah. it didn't take somebody, anyone, long to figure out you could wrap a piece of spam on top of the rice. <laughs> you wrap it around with a piece of uh, nori seaweed, and believe me, it really tastes, it's <laughs> worth it. Well, I think that Spam was probably first used in probably some pretty bland ways with Wonder Bread and things like that. But I imagine it would be really interesting with nori and other ingredients like that. Nori, soy sauce, sesame seeds. Um, what else can you do? You can do roast Spam with pineapple over mm. it. Um, you can do Spam and eggs for breakfast. Yep. Wow. That's great. And now, I had some Spam recipes, but I unfortunately neglected to bring them. Can you think of other uh, other favorite things you like to do with Spam or just the... Or did I, I think that's pretty much... You've pretty much gave, given a wa- nice wide... Uh, yeah, well, you know, say Spam omelets, you can just chop up, dice up the Spam and stir, scramble it all together. Or you can go gourmet with your omelet making. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Sky's the limit, really. Right. Now, did you grow up in Honolulu? And Is that correct? I did. Yeah, okay. born and raised all okay. my life. And you have memories of... Back then. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it. That, that's good. Yeah. Do you have memories of Spam growing up? Just, yes. Uh, we used to like to eat Spam in um, Simon uh, noodles, Japanese noodles, mm. because, the you know, it's a clear broth with a little bit of seafood sauce in it. And so the the meat and the saltiness of the spam is in conversation with the the fish broth of the simon, and the, oh. the noodles just anchor it all. So the fish is sort of a savory taste. Umami, I think, is the Japanese name for that. Is that sounds about right to me? I think. Or, um, well, this is fish sauce. Oh, fish sauce. Okay. Yep. Oh, okay. But there's a lot you can do with spam. Yeah. In fact, you can even write a song about it. Is that correct? I think I think you can do that. Yes. In in fact, I have. Yes. <laughs> and surprisingly to my knowledge, uh, I don't know of any other songs that have been written about spam in Hawaiian uh-huh. yet, yeah. or in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And so this song was inspired in part by my visit to the spam museum and and the realization oops, sorry, realization <laughs> no that I couldn't think of any spam songs that had been written in Hawaiian. And so I set myself the task to doing exactly that. So the spam song that I've written with Daniel Ho, I did the lyrics. And what it really is about is the memories we make around food consumption. So the chorus of the verse of the song talks about eat spam, eat delicious food, eat local food, eat spam, eat spam and eggs, spam musubi, and roast spam. Mm. But the verses all talk about specific kinds of experiences where spam would be a part of, such as picnicking in Kapi'olani Park Mm. or going to visiting Okazuya restaurants in Kaimuki where spam musubi is sold. And you mentioned the sun rises over Diamond Head, and I'm trying to remember what... Actually, well, sunrise, yeah, but in, in the song, we get to Diamond Head at the end of the day when the moon is full. Oh, okay. And it's Diamond Head is a favorite spot in Honolulu for watching submarine races. Ah, wow. There's a lot of imagery in this song. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, that's the fun of songwriting. So this is going to be a video for you, but it's in musical form. So you can just picture it if you want, mm-hmm. put it that way. So we're going to hear the Spam song. This is performed by Tina Carrere and Daniel Ho, co-written by Daniel Ho and Amy Stillman, who was my guest today on Pandora's Lunchbox. And it goes a little something like... Now, wait, let me make sure real quickly that I have the correct CD. Yes, because I was about to play another song about food, but we can get to that later, actually. Here is the Spam song. And that's the Spam song that is by Daniel Ho 
And it is co-written by Daniel Ho and Amy Stillman, who's my guest today on Pandora's Lunchbox. Hi Aloha. Again. How you doing? And Spam Song is one great song about food. And I was just mentioning to you a moment ago that I have a nostalgic connection to Hawaii, even though I, I big, majorly regret that I've never been there. I, I need to go there someday. But I had a teacher who was Hawaiian in, when I lived in California, and she taught us some Hawaiian words, and I just loved the sound of the language. And it's a unique language, isn't it? It's Well, it's different from languages that many people in these parts would be familiar with because uh, there are, what, seven, seven or eight consonants and five vowels. Mm -hmm. So with a limited number of consonants, your vowels have to do double duty or triple duty. Right. But that's what makes it flow, too, is that when you get strings of vowels with no consonants in between, uh, people not used to seeing so many vowels in a row start to flip out. It's, <sighs> it's, it can be fun. It is fun. I mean, maybe this will be a cliche for some people, but one of my favorite words is, of course, humu humu nuku nuku wapuwa'a, mm -hmm. which is a very, very, very tiny fish with a very long name. And a long nose. Oh, long nose. Which okay. is kind of why he has a long name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, is yeah. there a, trans a specific translation for the name of fish? Um, humu humu is, is actually its name, and then nuku nuku is the snout. Okay. And pua'a is pig, so it's a fish with the snout of a pig. Oh, okay. It's a humu humu fish with the snout of a pig. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just a lot of fun to, uh, to imagine being in a warm place, especially right now in Michigan. Yeah, it's probably 83 degrees uh, and sunny. Most all, likely. Yeah, yeah, we should all just turn up the tubs and just listen to Hawaiian music. Now, Amy Stillman is also an associate professor of American culture and music. So, do you teach a class on Hawaiian music and culture at the U of M? I actually teach a, a hula course. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a one-term course where I take students with absolutely no hula background whatsoever. And at the end of the term, we are able to do a little program of three or four dances completely credibly and recognizably. Great. So it, it's a challenge for them mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, they come in with, many of them come in with preconceptions that hula is some kind of party shimmy shimmy. Like a thing you do with a hula hoop. Yeah, I can I could do a hula hoop, you know, or something like that. Yeah. And what they are surprised at is how much language and culture and history they have to learn really fast from the get-go. Oh. Because hula is really about, about making the lyrics visual. So what you're doing in the hula is you're actually picturing things that are mentioned in the lyrics. Mm. So, you know, one of the fundamental things is you have to have lyrics to have hula. If you have an instrumental, then technically you have nothing to show oh. in your gestures. Wow. So the next time you see uh, some, some poor soul dancing to an instrumental track, you can laugh out loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's very nice. Thanks. That's a great uh, hula, quote unquote, uh, you're doing there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what are some examples of movements or gestures that you make that might reflect? Is it, can you describe it on the air or is it you really have to see it? No, I could. The, the, it's possible to describe, for example, the gesture for mountains 
is to raise both hands, palms out to one side and up, and then actually look up as if you were looking at mountains. Oh. To do sheer cliffs, you would turn uh, your palms against each other and put your lower hand right under the palm of the upper hand, and there you've got the flat side of your cliff showing. Wow. That's great. And then, of course, there's trees, too. Trees. I see you have one hand straight that, uh, yes. horizontally. You have an elbow resting on your hand, pointing upward. Right. And your hand is waving gently in the breeze right. like a tree. The upward waving hand is the tree, and the horizontal arm is the ground that the tree's on. That's awesome. <laughs> and you've also, you're also the director of the Great Lakes Hula Society? Uh, Great Lakes Hula Academy. Academy, Academy. Yep. That's my hula school. Okay. Yeah. And that is outside of the U of M, correct? That's correct. Yep. I teach, uh, because of my U of M responsibilities, I teach only advanced students and instructors. And so they come to my house once a month. And it's incredible right from the get-go. I'm an international halau. I have ah. students not only from Michigan, but Ohio, Illinois, Minnesota, and Toronto. Wonderful. And they, they actually drive or fly in once a month. They're, they're really committed. And this is their chance to have advanced instruction beyond what they've been able to have uh, through workshops and whatnot here. That's great. <laughs> and that's based in Ann Arbor as well. So. It's based in Ann Arbor because I'm here in Ann Arbor. There you go. It, it looks a little bit weird. You know, people will ask, people ask me, what am I doing in Ann Arbor? And I have to say, well, I'm at University of Michigan. And then that speaks for itself. Oh, yes. Yeah. But Hula in Ann Arbor, nobody would normally expect to think of Ann Arbor on the Hula map. Probably not, but I think they should. I think they should. I think the word's getting out there. Yeah. And now... There's another song. Uh, now, this CD we were listening to earlier with the spam song is called Ikena yeah. by Tina Carrere and Daniel Ho. Right. You've co-written a number of songs with Daniel Ho on the CD. Right. Uh, nine of the 11 tracks are vocal songs that I, I did all of the Hawaiian language lyrics on. Yep. There is another food song on there. The breakfast song. The breakfast song, Pineapple Mango. Yeah. Um, it started life, Daniel composed it as an instrumental that he recorded, and it it's become quite popular, especially in California and Hawaii, as an instrumental. Then when we started writing songs, he said, well, could you try some lyrics? And I said, sure. And I thought, what can I do that would keep to the spirit of the title of Pineapple Mango. So I started walking around going, pineapple, mango, pineapple, mango, mm -hmm. pineapple, mango, fruit salad. <laughs> and then it, it came to me that that the lyrics could be very simply a litany of breakfast foods. Ah. So, so the, the song is in, in part a vocabulary builder because it repeats pineapple and mango three times. You know, halakahiki is pineapple, manako is mango. And so it goes, pineapple, mango, pineapple, mango, pineapple, mango, eat fruit salad, passion fruit, orange, passion fruit, orange, passion fruit, orange, drink juice. Passion fruit, orange juice is a favorite flavor oh, in Hawaii. Sounds good. Really yeah. good. Meadow gold and foremost, really great off the shelf. Ah. Um, and then uh, toast is, I took the word for bread, which is palawa. Palawa. And describe the toasting as um, pulehu. Pulehu. Which is like roasting on 
on a open spit, pulehu. Okay. So palawa pulehu is toast. And then after saying eat toast with butter, but then wait a minute, the toast burned. So pa, Uh-oh. we've got a problem here. Palawa papa, papa is burnt. <laughs> so palawa papa, we burnt the toast. Okay, we've got to start over again. And the last verse is drink coffee so we can wake up. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and that was the problem. <laughs> this is all. Yeah, that's that's right. You you want to drink coffee first and then make the toast. I guess that's the exactly. solution. Exactly. Yeah, but it's more fun getting it wrong sometimes and singing about it. Uh, it's an opportunity for many lyrics. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so we're going to hear now the breakfast song based on the instrumental Pineapple Mango, now with lyrics. This is Tina Carrer and Daniel Ho. This is Pandora's Lunchbox and WCBN. And that was an interlude, during which time I will prepare to play the correct song. Here we go. Yes, it's all very smoothly done here. We are, <laughs> yes, I hope you enjoyed that little musical interlude, preparing you for the breakfast song.
And that was the breakfast song based on the pineapple mango song. And that again was Tia Carrere and Daniel Ho. And Amy, thanks for coming to Pandora's Lunchbox and talking about this. Hi, mahalo ya oi. Uh, and I'm sorry, I regret to my... Uh, that I, that I, please, could you translate for me? Because I'm sadly lacking. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. I'm unilingual, much to my chagrin, but someday I hope to absorb Well, more. I don't get much chances to speak Hawaiian out here, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> don't have very many partners. <laughs> well, Amy Stillman is a U of M Associate Professor of American Culture and Music. She's the director of the Great Lakes Hula Academy. And your CD here, Ikena. It's one that you have co-written most of the songs on, and it's up for a Grammy for Best Hawaiian CD, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. And you've bought your ticket to the Grammy Awards? I've bought my tickets, got my plane ticket, am working on the dress, and uh, the ballots are due on the 14th, and so we just sit and wait. Ah, It's really exciting. That is exciting. I, I had no idea that I would ever do any of this. Wow, that's that's really wonderful. It's fun. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to add just before we uh, head out here? I just hope that everybody can, at some point in their lives, experience the warmth of aloha in Hawaii. Very good. Well, thank you, Amy Stillman, for stopping by Pandora's Lunchbox. And coming up in a moment, Arwolf is going to be here to help us to face the music. And we're going to end with a song called Hey Ono, which was one of the original recordings was in the 30s by Sol K. Bright, correct? And this is a newer version by uh, the Ka'au Crater, I'm sorry, the Ka'au Crater Boys. Their album is called Making Waves, which sounds like a great thing to do. And there is a very enjoyable verse in English. I understand that the ver- the original version is all in the Hawaiian language, but this one has right. some... Right. This is a fabulous, fabulous song. It's, it's notorious tongue twister because it goes fast and its lyrics are loaded and it goes on and on about food. And then at some point in the 50s or 60s, somebody tacked on a, a third verse in English that ah. that is the local version of what's going on in Hawaiian. Great. Well, let's hear that now. And this is the Ka'au Crater Boys. And this is Hey Ono. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Stay warm.
hippie on the extra cellar, two scoop rice on the hamburger bun, hot dog kimchi, chili pepper water, apuli apu, mahi mahi sandwich, top it all up with the kikuman soyu, he on the tummy no itau, itu pute momonia. Malapua, malapua, pepe, au, ole, ahi on the no. Malapua, malapua, pepe, au, ole, ahi on the no. Sure, make a beef stew, heavy on the extra salad, two scoop rice on the hamburger bun, hot dog, kimchi, chili pepper, akuri, aku, mahi, mahi sandwich, top it all up with the kikuman soy, heoro tomi ho, itau, ito pute momonia. Manapua, manapua, pepe, au, kole, ahi o no no. Manapua, manapua, pepe, au, kole, ahi o no no. Seven o'clock. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. We're operating at eighty-eight point three megahertz, and we're trying to present viable alternatives to mainstream pop culture. I think that's in place thoroughly. Uh, with with what Mike Brini has just presented on Pandora's Lunchbox, a delightful uh, report from Hawaii and its culture. And I did not expect to hear about spam tonight, so it was delightful. Thank you. Uh, it made more sense. Hey, it's, it's made more sense than any other radio reference to spam I've ever heard. So we'd like to open tonight with something I want to dedicate to Ed Special. This is uh, the music from the television program Mr. Ed, played in the style of the Spanish composer uh, Rodrigo. Rodrigo. 